Hello guys, what's up? Welcome to Ronin Radio. I was just going to celebrate how beautiful of a day it is with the blue skies, but the clouds just came. But isn't that life? Ain't no sunshine without the rain. So today is going to be a little bit of a 10 minute on a very important topic in fitness and in CrossFit, which is overtraining. So there's going to be, it's going to meander around a little bit of kind of main topics, but this is really kind of about getting the most out of your training and not getting to that point where you've burnt out. Um, so to start off, what is overtraining? So overtraining, it's a very individual thing, like progress, like muscle growth, like fat loss, all of these different sort of facets of fitness and how you're going to respond to exercise are going to be very individual. So the one person may overtrain a lot less volume than another person. If you look at the guys in the CrossFit Games and these the guys and girls, these type of machines, there's reasons why they're there. Okay, they put in the hard work, all that type of stuff, but genetics, um, previous experience throughout the years, all these type of things kind of set them up for the level of training and the level of volume that they're at. The rest of us, mere mortals, can overtrain in CrossFit quite easily. And there's some of the reasons why CrossFit would be a little bit more... I suppose you might be a little bit more open to overtraining. First of all, when you get into it, or if you get sort of involved in like making progress, making real progress with your homies in the gym, you can take on the kind of the bit of a competitive nature to it. It's something I don't usually like talk about because you know people not doing CrossFit or wanting to join the gym and stuff might be like, oh, it's a competition. Oh, I don't want to go in there because it's going to be stressed out. In very small pockets of gyms, and in some gyms, the whole class, um, but definitely not ours, people are competing in the wad. It's like the class is 3, 2, 1, go. I'm going to smash it. I'm going to finish this as fast as I can. And you know what? That's that's fantastic. That's cool. That was one of the things that got me into it back in the day. It's one of the things that I loved about it is essentially the wad is a game. The whole thing is a bit of a sport. It's not just, I'm going to the gym iPod on, benching, whatever it was, it has a bit of a purpose and essentially it's a little bit of a race. So another thing, it's very enjoyable. It's, very, it's easy to show up every day at the gym and maybe even more and do more activities because you're now kind of celebrating this newfound fitness you got. You're smashing it in the gym. Maybe you joined a football team, whatever it is. It's easy enough to have six, seven, eight, nine, ten training units, training sessions in a week. Um, it's very driven very goal focused again if you're on that intermediate level plus here i'm still not talking about beginners here i'm talking about intermediate plus or people maybe that are interested in the sport or interested in competition where they're zoning in a good bit and this focus this focus on getting stronger getting bigger getting faster getting more skilled getting all these different pulling all these different things together excuse me can be really hard work and just like the freaking natures are attracted to the games. I think the people are attracted to that kind of intermediate sport level of CrossFit and above. Are they're down for a bit of hard work? They're down for a bit of intensity and they're down for a bit of suffering. So it's a double-edged sword. It's in one hand you have to you have to play the sport to get good at the sport, but in the other on the other hand, you got to manage your training and you got to manage your expectations of the whole thing. So my experience with it at Ronin, I mean over the years. 2000 and 2011 2012 since then we've had people smashing it and i've seen time and time again symptoms of what you call 
overreaching, non-functional overreaching. These are the kind of, it's more of a continuum than like going from here I am smashing it one day to now I'm overtrained. There's a continuum that you're going to be riding over and back, forward and back every time to get these gains. To make progress, you have to create stressors on the body. That's your workouts, all that type of stuff. And after your workout or after intense training sessions and that type of thing, you'll go into what's called overreaching. Where, you know, this is a good thing, a bit of adaptation, stressors, muscle protein synthesis, body's kicking in, healing it up, getting ready to go, going again. Too many intense training units or too hard or too many variables come together again, you can get into what's called non-functional overreaching. And this is on the way to overtraining where you might not be making progress, there might just be that little bit of a lull in things, your mood might start dropping off. And if you keep going the road you're going and keep jamming in everything or keep staying as stressed out as you are with all these different things that might be going on in your life, then you could be on the road to overtraining. And eventually, if and when it does come, it can knock you for six and you you might not even know what's going on. I'm sick. It's this flu. It's an underlying thing. Uh, There's lots of different symptoms that can come together. And in one way, you'd find it hard to blame the gym because that's the thing that's keeping you going. That's the thing that's keeping you feeling fabulous. That's the thing you love in your life. And in, in one way, it could be actually the straw that broke the camel's back. The stressors that you've added in the gym is just too much with maybe maybe a calorie deficit that you might be in because you're trying to lose some fat as well. Maybe you're not getting enough carbs. Maybe you've got loads of stuff going on in work or that promotion didn't work out or you had a, great, a death in the family or all these different things. They will add up on your, just, on your general sort of where your body wants to be which is homeostasis this kind of stress and you're moving away from that all these things add up so some of the signs and symptoms of overtraining definitely the ones that we're looking at is extended doms so doms is delayed onset of muscle soreness where you're going to be sore after a wad sore after two wads okay we know suck it up you don't mind it because you're into crossfit happens but that kind of extended you're much more sore general like why am i so sore why is that just just feeling like you've been run over by a train if your sleep starts to get affected, like uncharacteristically, where maybe you're waking up a lot at night or and, and maybe add a bit of pain to that, mood changes, a little bit of a depression, a little bit of like the lack of motivation, again, in training for one of those things, it's what you love, it's what drives you. And then all of a sudden, if for some reason it's not driving you and you're like, oh, I just don't really want this or you know what, screw them toes to bar, I can't do 50 of them anyway. All those type of things, then my... Ears are pricking up, then I'm starting to look in towards other sort of life stressors and your training volume. Illness, lack of concentration, um, general progress stalling. This is one of the big ones. Like if, if you feel like you're just not making progress, you're just not really getting stronger, even though you've just completed a strength program, or your wads are just starting to suck a lot more, you're just feeling down about the whole thing, then the non-functional overreaching into overtraining is it's potentially an issue. If you're not with me, then go and talk to your coach. If you don't have a coach, go and get on it, son. They're all over the place now. Find yourself a good one. Um, We talked about signs and symptoms. Sorry, today, to give you a bit of context, I've got a list. And it's got bullet points on it. And it's much more snazzy than walking around the park like Dr. Phil talking about emotions. We're getting into the nitty-gritty today about how to manage yourself and manage your performance in CrossFit. The risks for a CrossFitter. So, like, I mean, well, I push it too hard, I pull back, put, yeah, that's okay, yeah, it is okay. When you get into this, like, over-fatigued, down-in-the-dump state, the training's going to be less enjoyable. You're probably not going to integrate as much as you should in the community. Um, your risk of injury is going to increase. 
and you may get injured, you may feel a tweak. If not, you're definitely down in performance and that type of stuff. And then it can become a vicious circle. If you're that type of a mind where, oh man, I'm down in progress, I'm just gonna go harder today and I'm gonna go harder. Again, vicious circle till you may just hit that little bit of a wall where you're not training anymore. It's as simple as that. Uh, one thing to mention here would be that everything, every day rather, in the gym doesn't have to be an all-out day. So you've got programming, workout programming in the gym where you're in your CrossFit gym or most gyms these days, they have like workouts where the workout's on the board and maybe behind it all, the coach has an idea of kind of how hard you generally go on that day and how hard you generally go on that week or what you're focusing on. And throughout the overall year, there will be enough time added for less intense workouts, maybe longer workouts that might be a lot lighter uh, as in not as heavy, all these type of workouts that should hopefully balance the thing out overall. Another important thing to look at with your workouts is question the stimulus. Ask your coach, okay, I see it's a 50, 40 minute AMRAP and there's thrusters and there's this, that, and that. If you don't understand kind of what pace you should go or what weight you should use, then talk to them. Hey coach, I'm not really sure what weight I want to use. Oh, use 40 because you can lift, blah, blah. Okay, but how should I feel throughout this workout? Should I be like, you know, go, 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 then rest, die off on that? Or, you know, should it be like real slow paced all the way through? And have that discussion with your coach. If you have it publicly in front of the class while you're warming up for the workout, then your coach hasn't gone through it already, which is a no-no they should have. But it might just help other people understand in your class as well what way they should be approaching these workouts. Progress is going to be a big thing with this, as we mentioned. And as I always say, tracking, 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 tracking. If you're into your training, then take the time that's needed to go and get yourself a little bloody moleskin notebook or use Tribe or use whatever it is beyond the whiteboard and just jot down your workouts. One of the things when I get together with people for progress chats and if they're feeling down in the dumps or I'm not really getting progress and this, that, and the is show me your training progress. Oh, I don't have it. Okay, so what are you actually using to quantify the fact that you're not making progress? All right, so you've been here a year and a half. You could squat 30 kilos. Now you're squatting 80 kilos. So it is progress. It is actually progress. Although you're just in the dumps now about your double unders and it's just, it's just one of those periods in your training where you're feeling sad. If you go back to the tangible results, then you're like, okay, so there's definitely a huge amount of progress there. It may just be a skill issue or a, a zoning in on something in particular issue. So moving on to kind of some monitoring ways to monitor this type of thing and maybe just some ways to to maximize your training around day-to-day training and also with the big gargantuan of an event which is the CrossFit Open coming up soon. Within the training circle of of damage stressors, muscle breakdown, smashing it, going to rest, sleep and come back and do it again with progress, there's a sweet spot and that sweet spot is different for everybody but it's, it's, it's a bit of an anomaly. It's hard to get a hold of, but experience and training and maybe sometimes going too far and then feeling a bit smashed and learning your lesson from these type of things and then pulling back and finally listening to me or your coach, you might get to this point where you know how hard you can go and actually make progress. And that's day to day, week to week, month to month and year to year, overall how much you can handle. Some of the very simple tools that are available to you guys are which look don't get me started on heart rate variability i've just finished the thesis on it and i've been pretty obsessed with it over the last few years heart rate variability to sum it up very quickly for you guys all you're going to need is a heart rate monitor a chest wearable heart rate monitor and free mobile app 
and this morning readiness measurement that you're going to take take you a couple of minutes in the morning is going to give you a reading of your nervous system and it's going to let you know whether you're in fight or flight mode fight and flight mode and that little bit of relaxation going towards that rested zone where you can afford for that little bit more volume and training it's giving you like a green light or a red light or you're in this kind of amber zone and you're going to know okay today i feel pretty wrecked it's telling me i'm pretty wrecked I'm either going to take a rest day or I'm going to just back off slightly on the volume today. Like that, like I said earlier, it do, every class doesn't have to be completely smashing it. Uh, it could just be a case of where you go in and go through the motions, practice some skills, drop down the weight a bit, high five with the homies and enjoy the session. And then hopefully that next day you're going back towards the green on your HRB. Another one in your training volume without the uh, tools is just RPE, rate of perceived exertion or any sort of a rating of fatigue scale you can use and just go, you know, today was a 7 out of 10 on the wad. I just felt like, you know, it's pretty up there. It was a 10 out of 10. I was smashed. It was like real heavy. It was real competitive. Oh, I'm really... And then the next day was like a 2. Overall, you can get yourself a little bit of a chart and, you know, if you come to your coach with a, a training, tracking diary and that bit of information, then we could look and say, well, you know what? Your weeks are pretty heavy here. You know, you're training hard all the time. Um, targeting weaknesses versus hitting it all the time and slamming it. The multimodal CrossFit program that just involves so many skills and so many different things and different ways to be fit in fitness. It's worth taking a look at your weaknesses and finding where you might focus in the classes or even in your sessions, wherever you are in the gym. Like the whole, giving it 110% to get better at it. You could be giving something 110% that has actually got really very little to do with your your weakness and how you're going to make the program easier for yourself in the long run so you know you put more intensity or more dedication into the skills the gymnastics the toes the bar all that type of stuff it's not that taxing on the body and then when you approach your workouts in general you're much more efficient and what you would see normally as like a hard workout or a tough session is actually much easier because you've got skill the same with strength you can get strength up without going crazy intense on the conditioning sessions and then maybe going back to it with that new found strength and then your conditioning sessions will be a lot easier because you're stronger and you can translate that strength into speed strength interesting to just quickly look at the, the professionals in crossfit when you talk about efficiency you see these guys on youtube you see your rich frownings you see bang bang toast to bar snatch bump, bump and to look at it they're dripping in sweat they're jacked the gym looks like it's buzzing you're thinking intensity that's what you see. You just see, that's what I have to do. That's intense. It's actually probably not. What they're doing in that wad more often than not is it's just a skill system. It's a cyclical skill day. They're just going around going, give me the toast apart. Give me the power snatch. How am I going to breed on these 50 power snatch at 60 kilo? Because it's easy for them. They've got sessions that are targeted for aerobic development. They're out running the track. They're doing all the stuff that you don't see. And a lot of the time, thinking that you have to go and be an absolute beast in crossfit to to do that you have to train like the pros and to do that you have to be smashing it all the time that's one of the things that can really throw you if you were to actually watch any of the documentaries and watch closely and see what a lot of professional athletes are doing they have on time and they have off time and especially the, the full-on pros in crossfit they're paid to do this stuff now they're spending a lot of the other time doing parasympathetic dominant activities, which would be they're doing a lot of sleep and they sleep in the middle of the day. They're out hill walking. They're, they're stretching mindfulness app. They've got their low intensity training, all this type of stuff that's going to help them heal the body and just stay away from that sort of overtraining syndrome.
another little point on the end of it all is just to relax in the gym that little bit. Just to approach your training with a smile and make sure you're enjoying it. And if, you, if the progress is being a bit of, becoming a bit of a struggle for you or whatever, try and work it out. Try and find out what the answer is. Try and look at it like a little bit of a riddle. And remember that going ham, going hard, pushing all the time, there's a cost to it. It is the way to make progress, but it's a wild beast and it needs to be tamed. You need to tame that yourself with your knowledge that you may have developed or help you work with a coach that can help you with that knowledge. The last one, I think I need to do a bit of 15 minutes here. I'm sorry if you've stayed on for this long. Oh, thank you very much for listening and I hope you're getting something from this. But the last but not least, which is quite important now, is the CrossFit Open is coming up. We program around it in the gym. So there's big strength work coming up towards it. Then you're moving into the last bit of sort of game skills, getting into the sport of CrossFit, uh, getting a feel for the, the formats, the workout formats of the, the Open. Then when you got those few weeks, it's going to be every Friday, you're going to be kind of training hard. Again, this is if you're into the sport of CrossFit, you're going to be hitting these wads hard. And probably, apart from every now and then they come along where they just bottleneck you and you just can't get past this particular thing. So therefore, it was actually quite a low volume workout. They're, they are there, but generally you're going to work hard with this week. So you probably shouldn't be two days beforehand doing a really high volume workout like I don't know, Karen and like a thruster strength and all that type of stuff where you've got medium to high weight on, medium weight and then the light weight in the squat and you just know that those two days later you're going to be domsed. You're going to have delayed onset of muscle soreness, which again, it's not going to kill you, but it's just going to limit your performance. I wouldn't recommend going full on rest with it. I definitely, you want to be getting that CNS stimulus strength training, definitely the Monday, definitely the Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, you can lift, you can lift heavy if you like, but just don't lift too many reps, too heavy. It's that repetition that's going to tire you out and it's going to need the time to heal and you might feel it on the Friday. You might not even feel DOMS in any way, but just when you go into the workout, that little bit of performance may drop off and if you're looking to perform, then you've got to manage this stuff. Programming after, we'll usually jazz it up a little bit. Different years, we do different things. I'm thinking this year, I did myself, I did uh, Marcus Philly's functional bodybuilding program this year. I really enjoyed it. I've been adding bits of it into the gym, into the program, some cool exercises and that, but I'm thinking about going into like a block of a skill session with uh, functional bodybuilding involved. It definitely needs like these week to weeks of batterings that you take and the, the stress, when you talk about stressors, this brings up the stressors in your life. Uh, after it, it's nice to relax. We've got pizza night on the first night of the Open. After it, because it's the Ronin birthday, we are in year nine as official CrossFit affiliates. Sit down, son. The OGs are here. Nine. This is nine years. This will be nine years. Coming up to that 10-year mark, man. That's, that's, that's big. That's big. So we're going to celebrate like real homies with pizza. We're going to celebrate with beer. There's going to be some athletes in the corner drinking non-alcoholics and getting hydrated for the next week. And that's cool, too. Um, any questions guys drop me a comment or an email and again i hope you got some value if you know somebody who's overtraining, hitting it too hard then give them a shout but again striking the balance heart rate variability is a big one get on that app um bioforce hrv or elite hrv and a cheap chest heart rate monitor you can get the wahoo monitors on amazon really cheap all right guys that's me over and out